Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. You want another cup of coffee, dear? Oh, yes, yes, please. Uh, boy, I tell you, I will never get used to these early office hours. Never. I die. I just cannot wake up. Well, I wish you would tell me exactly oh. when we're supposed to go off on this duck hunting trip because I have to make arrangements, you know. Oh, well, we'll leave Wednesday. I'll make a list of things for you to take. Mm. Food, clothes. Oh, boy, my arm is so stiff. From what? From shooting. Told you I was at the rifle range practically oh, all day God. Saturday, mm, then yesterday. Yes, well, you should have gone to church with me instead of going there. It was family day, and Betsy should have both her parents there in church. Well, it was raining, oh, and I had raining. sort of a cold. And look, if I'm if I'm going duck hunting, I, I'd better practice my shooting a bit. Fred Beitner bet me that I wouldn't get a single duck. Well, by golly, this time I'm going to show that guy. You wait and see. Mm. Oh, say, this is Monday, isn't it? Yeah. I've got to get in touch with that Mrs. Warncliffe. I knew there was something I had to do today. Oh, who's that? The, the woman who bought your Etruscan vase that I contributed to the rummage sale. My vase is yours, your birthday present. Yeah, I know. Don't rub it in, yeah. darling. I feel awful about it. I'm going to feel so foolish explaining it to the woman. Fortunately, Eleanor said she's very nice. Eleanor met her once, you know. Well, why Why shouldn't she be nice about it? After all, it's a mistake that could happen to anybody. Well, I suppose so, but I feel so silly. Well, you better finish your breakfast, dear, and get to work. <laughs> Miserable cold and my sinuses. Haven't you heard about Dristan? Dristan, the amazing three-layer tablet now bringing real relief from cold's misery and sinus congestion to millions. Dristan decongestant tablets not only help drain all eight sinus cavities, critical areas of cold's infection, but circulating through the blood, Dristan's decongestant reaches all congested areas, shrinks all swollen membranes, relieves pressure and pain. An exclusive anti-allergent helps keep breathing passages dry and clear. Pain relievers reduce body aches, fever, and vitamin C helps build body resistance. This is Dristan. Today, Dristan is widely imitated. But the exclusive Dristan formula cannot be duplicated. There's nothing, nothing like Dristan. So for real relief from colds, misery, and sinus congestion, accept only Dristan decongestant tablets. Nice to let me drop in, Mrs. Warncliffe. I won't keep you but a few minutes. You said on the phone something about the vase I bought at the Chitch rummage sale last week. Yes. Uh, well, uh, you gave that vase to the rummage sale, I gather. Yes, quite <laughs> by mistake, Mrs. Warncliffe. I went up to the attic to find something to give to the rummage sale, and I ran across a little black vase. Well, it didn't look like much, you know. <laughs> no, it, it didn't certainly didn't. <laughs> I, I really can't quite understand what all this fuss is about. As I recall, I, I only paid ten cents for it. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, you see, I have some glass shelves in the window in my dining room. Room, and I had a black picture on one end, and I'd been looking for something black to balance the other end, you know? Yes, <laughs> well, well, I saw that little vase had been even been broken and glued together, but I but, thought, well, the cracks won't show against the light from the window. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, I'll try to find something else black to replace it, Mrs. Warren. Uh, 
I beg your pardon? I haven't explained. You see, I thought the vase was something that had belonged to my grandmother. (laughs) But it seems that it was my surprise birthday present that my husband had hidden in the attic. Well, you can imagine how terrible I felt when I found out I'd given my surprise birthday present to the church rummage sale. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, I should think so. And your husband must have felt even worse. Well, he certainly did. All I could remember was that when I helped out at the rummage sale, I'd sold the vase to a woman in a red coat for ten cents. So Mrs. Beitner helped me track you down, and then I tried to call oh, well, you. you. see, I went to my daughter's for Thanksgiving and stayed over until yesterday. Yes, yes, well, I found that out. Oh, dear, I really feel so foolish oh, about this. Oh, don't, my just... dear. These things happen to everybody. Why, you know, by mistake, I once gave my husband's new suit to a trash man. Oh, no. <laughs> well, he was fit to be tied. Did you get it back? Oh, no, never. Never found the man again. I was just... Oh, and so was my husband. Oh, well, I think so. Well, I guess I'm luckier I found you. Yes. <laughs> well, I think I should tell you that, the, the, well, really, the main reason we've been frantic about a vase that looks like nothing much is that actually it, it's 2,000 years old. It's it's why? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's why it looks that way. It's an authentic Etruscan vase found in some excavations in Italy. It, it dates back to 300 B.C. Oh. My husband has a letter from the dealer to that effect, and he also had it authenticated at the Etruscan Museum in Naples. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was Florence he got it. You see, we just got back from Europe. We were in England and France and Italy, and, and I'd wanted one real art object. Oh. So my husband found this vase and couldn't wait to surprise me as soon as I... <laughs> say, I, I unknowingly gave the vase to the rummage sale, so I guess the surprise was on him. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, me too, really. I, uh, oh, I just have felt terrible. Well, I, I thought you'd be interested in knowing the vase does have a history. Oh, yes, yes, yes of course. It, it's certainly very interesting. And, as I said, I'll be glad uh, to find something to replace it, Mrs. Warncliffe. Yes. Well, that's very nice of you. I, I, I'm afraid I can't return the vase to you right now, Mrs. Piper. You see, it's, it, it's not here. Where is it? Well, I, I, I really feel that I'll just have to talk this over with my husband, Mrs. Piper. Talk it over with your husband? Well, why? Well, well surely, I mean, my, my husband, husband liked the vase the minute he saw it. You see, he knows quite a bit about art, and, and he appreciated its beauty, and But, he... you, but you, you didn't know what it was until I just told you. Oh, well, you I... see, my husband may not have known exactly what the vase was, Mrs. Piper, but he said the minute he saw it, he said he knew the vase was worth more than ten cents. <laughs> my, my husband paid forty dollars for it, Mrs. Warren, I... Well, I... Are you... Re- Refusing to give it back to me? Well, I, I, I certainly have no desire to be unpleasant about it, but, well, I did buy the vase, Mrs. Piper. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I, I can't do a thing until I speak to my husband, who is very fond of that vase. And now, well, I, I don't like to be rude, but I, I must get ready to go downtown for a dental appointment. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I shouldn't bother you with this at your office. Oh, why? I... Why in Sam Hill did you tell her anything about the vase? She seemed so nice, so understanding. And when she mentioned once giving her husband's new suit away to the trash man and never getting it back, and how terrible she felt, it never occurred to me she'd refuse to let me have the vase back, you know. Just... Well, you certainly should never have told her that that vase was worth anything. Please stop saying that, will you? Just, you... just please stop. Well... I know it now. What bothers me most is that I... 
I know she lied to me. Huh? First she told me it was in her dining room on a glass shelf, and then she said it wasn't there. Oh, did you see it? No, I couldn't see into her dining room. But when I went out to get in the car, I saw at the window what must be the dining room. And she was hastily taking something off the glass shelf, you know. To... Uh-huh, I mean, she yeah. was so obviously making it all up. I mean, she she even laughed at first about the vase not looking like much. And then, then to tell me her husband had recognized it as a thing of beauty and loved it. You know, I just couldn't... I thought these worn cliffs were supposed to be such pillars of the church. Yes, they are. Yeah. How can a person like that be so, so church-going and then turn around and be so... You know, just downright dishonest. Oh, well, she's not dishonest. I mean, she didn't steal the vase. I mean, she bought it. She lied. I know the vase was there. What? She even sings in the choir. <laughs> I know that. Well, honey, human nature's a funny thing. I mean, look, you caught her unaware. She thought she had a cheap ten-cent vase. It was black, which she wanted for her glass shelf. All right, suddenly she found herself with a museum piece and was worth something. I mean, sudden strokes of luck like that do funny things to people. Well, I... Can't we do anything to get it back? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the legality of such a situation is. Look, I'll call Jack Lundell right now and ask him. It's hers. The base belongs to her legally. Yep. In fact, when uh, you gave it to the church for the rummage sale, it legally belonged to the church. I gave it to the church. They didn't pay me for it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It belonged legally to the church. When Mrs. Warnsliff paid ten cents for the vase of the rummage sale, it legally then became hers, and there is nothing that we can do about it. Well, I hope she sleeps at night. (laughs) Now, darling. Anyhow, I... I don't care about legal things. The vase is mine, and I'm getting it back somehow. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. What do Art Linkletter, Arthur Godfrey, and Gary Moore have in common? Three things come to mind immediately. First off, they're three of America's favorite broadcast characters. And that most naturally leads to item number two, the fact that all three are likely to have you in their audiences every weekday. And that most naturally leads to item number three, the fact that Art Linkletter, Arthur Godfrey, and Gary Moore are all on CBS Radio every Monday through Friday, each with his own special brand of fun-making. More specifically, Art Linkletter's house party is always full to the brim of good-spirited joshing, plus contests for the guests, prizes and surprises, plus that famous kids' panel of arts. On Arthur Godfrey time, Arthur and the gang let you in on all the easy-going fun and music they manufacture there. And the Gary Moore radio show recently arrived on CBS Radio features the elfish wit of its proprietor, aided and abetted by sidekick Derwood Kirby. Art Linkletter, Arthur Godfrey, Gary Moore, brighten your day by tuning their way each Monday through Friday right here at this CBS radio address. Well, greetings. I'm home, honey. Oh, oh boy, who braved the weather? Tain't fit night out for man or beast. <laughs> oh, well, Reverend Shelley. Oh, 
Here's a beast who braved the weather, Mr. Piper. Uh-huh. And Reverend Shelley braved the rainy weather to bring our vase back, dear. Well, it's See? a lovely vase and it's quite a history, I imagine. 300 B.C. Isn't that what they told you, dear? 300? Well, yes, yes, but but how did you... I mean, did, did Mrs. Warncliffe... Mrs. Uh... Warncliffe was very nice about it. I told her Mrs. Piper had phoned me and explained the mistake that was made. And since Mrs. Warncliffe was going to be at a meeting of the church board of trustees this afternoon, I simply asked her to bring it along. Well, goodness, you didn't need to... Bring it way out here to me, Reverend Shelley. To tell you the truth, I was curious to see the vase myself. Anything that was 2,000 years old and sells for a dime at a church rummage sale. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Warncliffe was quite surprised when I told her what the vase was. Oh, yes, I bet she was. Did, did Mrs. Warncliffe mention that my wife had did, tried to get in touch with her? No, no, but your wife said she had tried to call Mrs. Warncliffe last week and hadn't been able to reach her. Yes, that Then is. when Mrs. Piper told me the mistake that had been made, I felt it was better if I, uh, well, spoke to Mrs. Warncliffe myself about the mistake. Sometimes these, uh, well, situations can be rather touchy. <laughs> well, I must be leaving. I think I had a coat out here somewhere. Look, you didn't tell him how Mrs. Warncliffe acted to you. No, I just told him about the mistake, that's all. Uh. <laughs> well, let me get your coat for you, Reverend oh, Shelley. thank you. Yeah. I had a hat, too. <laughs> oh, I'll get your hat. Yes, oh, right I here. knew there was something I wanted to talk over with both yes, of you. Yes, yes. We're desperately in need of some more Sunday school teachers. <laughs> we need a man for the fifth grade boys and a woman for the kindergarten group. Well, you talk it over. Let me know. <laughs> Goodbye. See you in church next Sunday, huh? Even if it rains? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got the vase back, but I guess we're going to be teaching Sunday school. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Beatrice Pons and John Gibson and is produced by Walter Hart.